Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Tuesday, May 18th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians uh, lost their fourth straight last night. Uh, lost Jordan Luplo in the process with a with an ankle sprain, but uh, you know, I, it just it was another one of those frustrating games where not only did a young starter not get very deep into a game, uh, Sam Hentges gets bounced in the in the second inning after giving up five runs, but uh, the the offense had many chances in that game to, to punch one through and come back and, and come up with a big hit and they just couldn't do it. Yeah. It's a repeat of, uh, you know, the, the Seattle series, Joe, uh, they went one for seven last night with runners in scoring position and they are so far in this West coast trip, three for 32 with runners in scoring position. And you're not going to win many games like that. Just, uh, really frustrating to watch them, uh, you know, to watch them try to drive in runs. And the thing is, they're creating opportunities for themselves, but they're just not coming through. Right. There's runners on base uh, in, in every other inning. There's there's guys in scoring position. And it just seems like every guy up there is trying to hit the five-run homer every time he, he steps in the box uh, instead of doing what's necessary to, to, to just plate the run. Uh, last night, you couldn't have started off the game any better. Uh, Cesar Hernandez hit the first pitch that he saw out of the ballpark. And and Mike Trout leaves after the second inning with, uh, 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 I believe, a, a calf strain. So you've got the best player in baseball, uh, you know, on the bench, sidelined against you. You've got a one nothing lead. And, uh, you know, it was just, uh, I guess, too much prosperity for Sam Hentges to handle. Yeah, Sam was all over the place. He was... Uh... You know, he was bouncing balls to the backstop. Uh, you know, he, he struck out the, you know, he struck out the first guy and then, you know, walked Otani and Trout back to back. Uh, it was a pass ball in there, something we haven't, we haven't seen in about two years with uh, Rene Rivera had uh, two pass balls, which, you know, is like a rarity with, for Indians catchers and uh, a wild pitch advanced to runners and then you know, ground ball by Rendon got, made him, you know, tied the game up at 1-1. And then, you know, the roof fell in in uh, the second inning when Otani hit the three-run homer. And, uh, you know, and, and Henkes really didn't get get out of the inning. He just, 
you know, he was struggled. He was all over the place. He looked like a rookie uh, making his second start. Yeah, and you can't really blame him on the Otani pitch. I mean, nobody hits that pitch out of the ballpark. That was, I believe, four and a half inches over, you know, higher than the strike zone. And he just got on top of it and, and you know, crushed it out to right field. Uh, I think that's a, a unique skill set there for uh, Shohei Otani. And, you know, we'll get into a little bit later, you know, what he's, uh, you know, bringing and what he's doing to the game right now. But, uh, you know, you just don't put yourself in that situation by, you know, walking the, the two guys ahead of him and, you know, or I, I, I believe there were, you know, hits and it's just uh, Hentges looks like at, at times he's, it's, he's showing flashes from pitch to pitch of, you know, just brilliant. Some of his curveballs are just outstanding pitches. And you see what Terry Francona is so in love with in, in terms of Hentges. Big dude, looks like he's, you know, you know, throwing the ball from behind your left ear, but he, he can't seem to string enough together and finish off enough batters. Uh, that, that inconsistency is, is the hallmark calling card of a, a young pitcher trying to figure things out right now at the big league level. Yeah, and uh, you know he, you know he really doesn't have a, a season uh, from last year. He was, you know, at the, uh, you know, alternate training site. Uh, he really, you know, misses that, missed that one big year at what Triple A or Double A where he would have been. Uh, so you know they're asking a lot of him, and uh, you know um, we'll see where it goes from here. I, I you know. <laughs> We've talked about this before, but I don't know, you know, who's the next guy up if, if they send uh, Hankins down. We, we really don't know, but I guess there's, there's a couple of process, you know, a couple of options. Right. Yeah. We're, we're talking about options here for the really the fourth and fifth spot, because uh, everything that we've just said about Sam Hentges, we can also have, have said about Tristan McKenzie in his last few starts. Uh, McKenzie's been inconsistent, has had problems with the walks. Uh you know, there have been rumblings and grumblings that uh, maybe a John Carlos Mejia might be an option at AAA uh, to be called up. Uh, and if you do that, do you, do you necessarily put Mejia in the starting rotation or do you bring him up as an extra guy, a 14th pitcher, uh, and, and use him as a, a depth guy to help, you know, prevent your bullpen from getting burned out uh, every, you know, third start that, that you got to roll these guys out there. Uh, last night, Trevor Steffen gave them two innings. So he got a little stretched out. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know if that's consistent enough to, to think that he's going to be able to help you in that way. Uh, and Cal Quantrill is, again, another guy who's got starting pitching experience and wants to be a starting pitcher. He's pitched exclusively out of the bullpen so far this year. We haven't seen him in the rotation. Uh, there, there might be an option there with him. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, we've seen more and more teams do this, you know, go with a bullpen game. The Angels, you know, basically had a bullpen game last night with uh, Patrick Sandoval making his first start of the season. He gave him four innings on Sunday. You know, they did the same thing. Uh, Duggars uh, did the same thing in Seattle. They did the same thing and they came away with both, both of, they beat the Indians twice. So, with, you know, and Francona is certainly experienced with uh, manipulating the bullpen and having bullpen games. And, uh, you know, would you do that? Would you do that in, a, in, in the fifth slot where you, you know, start a, a Henkes, bring, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, who, uh, JC uh, 
Mejia. Mejia, would you bring him in then and, and you know, kind of manipulate it from there? I mean, you could do it, uh, but, you know, I don't think it's ideal, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens because I don't know how long you can go with this, you know, with McKenzie and, and uh, Henkes just uh, killing the bullpen every time. Go, every time yeah, around. and you have, you have to make a distinction between, you know, straight bullpen games and uh, trying to use an opener, which is what they tinkered with the first time uh, Henches came through with uh, um, the the start there. And, and that sort of blew up a little bit in their face with Phil Maton uh, coming in. You know, the opener, you put a guy out there and you say, okay, he's out there for, regardless of how many innings he goes, he's out there for the first six batters of the game so that you're trying to reduce the number of times that the starter who's going to come in after him goes through that um, that lineup you you want him coming in facing seven eight nine and then the top of the order the next inning and then the middle of the order so you you, you sort of extend the number of innings that uh, a guy like a Henkis or a McKenzie uh, could do and right now their options for something like that are you know maybe a Nick Sandlin or maybe uh, a Trevor Steffen could could come and, and, and try to do that uh, can you get two innings consistently out of uh, Trevor Steffen uh, it remains to be seen. Last night he looked pretty good. Uh, Nick Sandlin had looked pretty good, and, and still, he, and he had one stumble, I think, in his fifth outing. But you know, that was those are options there. Uh, it, it's just a matter of trying to get these younger starters a little more confidence and into some sort of groove. I think. Yeah, you know, uh, Sandlin looked great last night. Six up, six down, threw a high fastball by Otani for the for the final. Uh, out of the, uh, the uh, sixth inning there. And um, so, you know, he could definitely be an opener or is he more valuable at the back end? I, I don't know, you know. It, it well, he, really I mean, you've got enough guys in the back end, right? You've got Shaw, yeah. Karinczak and Class A. Those guys, there's your back end. There's, you only need, yeah. you know, so many guys back there. If, if Salem's going to help you up front, you know, heck, go with him there. That's, that's what you need. That's, that's an interesting option. And you got Whitgren, you know, who's coming around too. He pitched very well last night. Right. So you got well, him kind of a wild card there. We've only really seen Whitgren since he had those early struggles. We've only really seen him, not necessarily in super high leverage situations. Maybe he's pitched when the Indians have been behind late and, and yeah. come in and, and shut things down. So uh, now it, it's almost like Shaw has taken over that that Wicker role for the, from the last couple of years where they use him in, you know, advantage situations uh, kind of differently. So, uh, yeah, the, the, that whole situation, if you, if you make some moves when you come home from this West Coast trip, if you call up a, a Mejia, if Owen Miller is an option uh, offensively at first base and you, you want to give Yu Chang uh, some, some time down in Columbus to, to sort of get his head straight. Uh, but, you know, Terry Francona didn't sound like, uh, he, he almost sounded like he, he wants to keep Chang around because he thinks he can snap out of what he's, he's going through. I don't know, Joe, you've watched Chang and I've watched Chang. And I, I mean, he doesn't even make contact. With him. Yeah. He you looked know? lost last night. I mean, he's pitch hit the last two games late and I mean, bang, out three up three down. It's, you know, he just looks like a totally different guy. He's not even following pitches off. So, uh, you know, you know, he looks like he needs to go somewhere and, and get his head together, go on top of a mountain, sit there for two <laughs> weeks and, uh, 
and uh, just, uh, you know, you know, talk to, uh, I don't know, just to, uh, you know, get in touch with his, his inner, his inner being and uh, find his swing again. Well, if I were sitting here playing uh, GM or, uh, you know, Chris Antonetti, president of baseball operations or, or Terry Franco, if I were making some moves right now, uh, I sort of laid this out with you before we started recording here. Uh, maybe I send, maybe I option Chang down to Columbus. Uh, maybe I make a, a tough decision on a, a, a Jake Bowers and, and DFA him. Uh, I move in Josh Naylor from the outfield to, to first base for your, your left-handed option. And I bring up Owen Miller as my right-handed option. And, you know, I create some, some roster space there and, and heck, while we're at it, let's, uh, let's bring up Ryan LaVarnway from, uh, from AAA. He's got a handful of home runs down there and, and, you know, just see if he can improve the, uh, the defense behind the plate. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's an interesting, those are interesting choices. And I'm sure, you know, if we're talking about them, they've been talking about them, you know? So, uh, you know, I would think you're, you're, you know, we've, we've at, we passed the 40 game mark. Uh, and I would think after they come back home, I mean, uh, this, this might be, uh, you know, it's not the longest home stand, but uh, you know, it could be a time for some moves just to, you know, shake things up a little bit. Yeah, the, generally those, uh, you know, after a day off uh, prior to the start of a homestand, there's uh, usually uh, some, some movement, especially when you've, you've lost a couple of games in a row like that. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. The matchups the next two nights, you've got Jack, uh, Zach Plesak going tonight for the Indians, a uh, guy who was a two-way player in college. He played he played corner outfield positions. He played uh, corner infield positions. He hit 304 his junior year, uh, which, you know, is better than anybody on the Indians right now is, is hitting. <laughs> uh, Zach Plesak really wants to swing a bat. He hasn't had a chance to do it yet. And, uh, you know, we're getting to the point where uh, it would be fun to see what Zach Lezak could do at the plate. Yeah, they, I don't know uh, how this sets up, but, you know, they go on the road 
uh, after uh, in, at early June, they're in St. Louis. I don't know if he's going to be, that'll be one of his turns, but they only, they're only playing the Cardinals for two games with the uh, interleague. So, uh, and then uh, later that month, they're in Pittsburgh and the Cubs. So, you know, maybe, uh, you know, he'll probably get a start in, in one of those games. Yeah. He was saying that the, the starting pitchers have identified this five game stretch uh, in, in June, uh, early June, like the second week of June, where they go to Pittsburgh and Chicago, you know, as a, as a stretch where there's five straight games of interleague play, the, the pitchers all know they're going to be hitting. Uh, and, and it's right now, I, I believe Tristan McKenzie is the only pitcher with a, a base hit. Uh, he had a hit against the Reds. He had a base hit uh, in his first at bat against the Reds. And then, uh, you know, he got to talk to Joey Votto at first base for a little bit. But yeah, that's right. I forgot about uh, that. Yeah. And, you know, Shane Bieber has a, a couple of hits to his credit. I, I believe he had a, a double in St. Louis a couple of years back. But uh, Zach Plesek might be, you know, maybe he's the best out of all of them. And he just hasn't had a chance to swing the bat yet. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You know, he's really a good athlete. Uh, you know, I, I remember talking to his dad and he said uh, he can do, I, when I did a story on him a couple of years ago or last year, and his father said he could, he, he's, he can do anything, golf, you know, tennis, uh, baseball, basketball, football. You know, he wanted to, uh, he wanted to play football in college as well. When he, he went to the football coaches and he wanted to play wide receiver. And I think they talked him out of it, but, uh, and then what uh, he was telling us yesterday with, uh, he talked to Ruben Niebla, what, a couple of years ago at, when he was in a ball or double a, he said, After they drafted him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said, maybe I want to, uh, I'm thinking about converting to an out, you know, a position player pitching wasn't going too well for him, but Niebla said, Hey, we want you to, our goal, our path for you is as a pitcher. And hopefully, thankfully he followed that. Right. Yeah. Please um, I think we've, we've seen, I've seen video on social media, uh, you know, dunking at basketball. He has, he's just a, one of those guys who just picks up a, a racket or a bat or a ball or whatever. And it's, it just comes naturally to him. Uh, and I, you know, I've known a couple of guys like that, uh, uh, and, and it's, it's just kind of amazing to see how, you, you know, they, they pick stuff up, they pick up the natural movements of a sport and, and it doesn't, it doesn't phase them. They don't miss a beat. Uh, we did, I did see video, uh, he and Sam Hentges actually played, uh, Broadmoor, which is a golf course out in Seattle, uh, in between their outings, uh, last week. And, uh, he said that they both shot an 85. So police act and. And he's only picked up the sport within the last uh, year or two uh, of, of golf. And Plesak and um, Hentges both shot 85 at Broadmoor. Plesak said he, he beat Sam on the front nine, but Sam beat him on the back nine. And, uh, he, you know, it's just interesting it, to hear him talk about, uh, you know, just the different things he needs to do with his swing with, with golf. And this is a guy who's a, a pitcher who knows how to, analyze movements and, and change and make adjustments to mechanics. So, you know, it's no wonder that so many pitchers are good golfers. Yeah. They get a lot of time to golf too. <laughs> like in four off days between every start. So, I mean, at least the starters uh, with um, what now, do you think Otani plays tonight or would they rest him before he starts? I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know, know how that works. 
you you've got to have his bat in the lineup, especially if you don't have Trout. Yeah, with Trout out, yeah. Uh, yeah, you would at least have him DH, right? Uh, he's yeah. he's got to he's got to at least DH tonight. Um, and yeah, with, with Trout out, uh, I would expect Otani to to hit tonight, and then you know pitch tomorrow. And what do we see? His his last start, he actually they moved him to the outfield. He went to right field so that he could stay in the lineup for an extra. Uh, at bat uh, before he came out of the game. So he went from pitching and he moved into a position. I don't know if we'll see that again. Uh, it depends on how he's going. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't, uh, you know, he could pitch and hit, right. You know, you, you don't, you don't he have to have could. the DH. He could do, no, you have to DH for the pitcher. That, oh, that, okay. that, that is a rule. You have to DH for the pitcher. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I I would yeah. imagine that they don't want to do that though. If yeah, know, that's not that's hit. kind of a lot. Yeah, and then uh, that yeah, like uh, you, with the, when they moved him to right field, that was you know in 1970 they did that with Sam McDowell, uh, right? The Indians <laughs> and played him at second base, and he came back in in the ninth inning and uh, struck out the side, and they they you know in a in a win against the Washington Senators, so. Uh, you know, that's, it's weird how moves repeat themselves in baseball history. I guess you have to have an athlete like Otani to even think about that. And, and that's why Tito described him as generational, you know, and, and all those adjectives that, that Tito used in his, uh, his pregame remarks yesterday. So uh, it will just be interesting to watch. All right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap it up here uh, for today as we look forward to tonight's start uh, for Zach Plesak. And we'll, uh, we'll find out what the, uh, what Wednesday night's game holds here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Twenty is good to talk to you. All right, Joe.